0: As always, it's newer, and it's the first episode of the week, so I'm here with my brother Raheel. Hello. Hello. You got me mid- mid-gulp. <laughs> um, how are you? I don't know why I decided to take a sip, because I knew you weren't going to like banter.
1: What am I supposed to say Whatever. other than hello?
0: I don't know. How are you?
1: Do I really how care? <laughs> would have
0: let me get a gulp in, and I choked on my gulp. You don't care. Uh, Um,
1: How are you doing, buddy? How are you feeling? How are things?
0: Don't. I'm feeling good. Um, You know, I've been binging and or. Oh. It's very good.
1: That's good. Um, You don't care for it? Yeah, no, I... That was uh, not serious at all. I was not actually asking how you are doing. I could not care less.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well... Okay, end of episode. Um, talk to you <laughs> next week. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, what's going on? What's uh? Did you watch the coronation stuff?
1: I, you know, I didn't watch any of the coronation stuff. Um, I watched one clip, uh, mm-hmm. which is a very me clip. Um, can you guess what clip that is? A very you clip.
0: Um, I don't know. Uh,
1: my guy, my guy, TC. Uh, oh, Tom Cruise. What was what, he doing? Oh, uh, he apparently just lives in the clouds now. Like he's a care uh, a care bear, um, <laughs> so like he's he sent a video in, and he said so. He's like flying his plane, and mm-hmm. then he goes, uh, uh, "Your Majesty." No, he goes pilot to pilot because uh, King Charles is a pilot, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he goes pilot to pilot, uh, Your Majesty. You can be my wingman anytime. And oh, he God. You know
0: what? <laughs> Tom Cruise, give it a rest. okay?
1: Well, and then he salutes him and then he the plane just, I don't know what like the flying terms are, but he does a barrel roll or whatever that's called and he just goes off the frame and it looks majestic. I was like, yep, okay, I'm in. You know what? Pilot to pilot, congratulations, Chuck. I'm happy for you.
0: Alright, well, where is uh? what's her name? Debbie Miskovich? Shelly. Where's Shelly Miscovich? How about that? Is she also in the clouds with Tom Cruise like a character? I believe,
1: I believe the official um, the official uh, news on that is she is alive and she is well. That is what the cops have said. She just chooses not to be public.
0: Mm, I don't think so. But that's for a different day. Um, I did not uh, watch like anything on television. Cause, like, mm-hmm. who even watches live TV anymore except for sports, yeah. right? Um, but I did catch all the clips on Twitter, and you know what? They're just so goofy looking. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so like you think about the crown, right? Like, oh, okay, yeah. it is a crown, and like I've seen pictures obviously of like Elizabeth and I've watched the crown and all that stuff, yeah. but real, you know, why are there crowns like enveloped in like puffy hats? <laughs> i watch I, uh, I
1: yes i know I did i did see like the official portrait of king yes. charles and he's like sitting there he's got the crown on i think there's something about that purple that purple is like it it may have looked great in like the 1950s or like in old-timey photos where like you look at it now you're like this is just so it doesn't seem right it seems cheap even though i'm sure it's not cheap I'm sure it's, like, the most expensive purple in the world. But, like, at this point, we're just, like, like. so I look at the portrait, and all I want to say is just, like, look at me. I'm the king. Like, he just looks like a silly motherfucker.
0: It looks like a costume. Like, a full-blown yeah. full, full blown costume. And I do agree with you about that purple because it just doesn't seem like a purple that's found in nature. So it mm-hmm. feels very, um like, manufactured. Like, it feels like something he bought from, like, Shein, Like... <laughs> It's giving Fashion Nova. It's giving Party City. Also, like the so he's got like the staff, and then he's got an orb. What is in the orb? Like people's souls? What is that orb?
1: Uh, I don't know, uh, but yeah, I saw I saw that, and I was like that. I've seen that purple somewhere, um, and it's the Crown Royal. Like you know, the Crown Royal, the like the like the drink. You know, Crown Royal. And I was like, oh, that's what it looks like. That's the first thing I thought of. So I Googled Crown Royal. But obviously, Crown Royal is based off of the crown, like this crown. That's yeah. the reason oh, why they I have that color scheme. I didn't know
0: that. I didn't know that. We have,
1: Yeah, we haven't seen that. We haven't seen a coronation in 70 years or whatever, right? So that's the reason why. Yeah. We're not used to it. And you know what? We shouldn't be used to it. It is ridiculous.
0: It is so stupid. It is really dumb. Now, the big talk of the town, obviously, was that Harry came... Yeah. Harry came literally to attend the event and then he immediately got on a plane and left. He did overheal, which is what <laughs> you do. You show up at parties yep. for like the main event and then yep. you show up late and then you leave early. You yep. love it.
1: It's the George Costanza thing. You want to leave on a high. You want to make one good joke and then you say, you know what, my time is done here and you do the walk off. Like, why, why do I need to be there any longer than this? Like, I got the gist of the engagement of the party whatever this is i i kind of get an idea i ate some food if i'm eating food after that what am i sticking around for to talk to people
0: yeah he didn't even eat food i think he just came he made a couple of jokes he looked like he was having some banter with princess anne i feel like anne seems like a person who's over this shit Mm -hmm. Anne seems like she is like this is the dumbest fucking thing in the world but i'm gonna wear this ridiculous outfit ride a horse and sit down because we. I've been dealing with this sensitive ass fucking Charles for years. Do you know? I mean, we know this from the Crown, but like, Anne, when when Charles was fucking Camilla, Anne was fucking yeah. Camilla's husband.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it uh, like, Lieutenant Parker Bowles or whatever his name was? He was in the army, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Colonel yes. Parker Bowles, or whatever. No, so yeah. there is that thing, right? There is like I think the like the It's the second uh, siblings or the second children in the royal family that have that personality. So it's and and what was Elizabeth's sister's name? The cool Um, one.
0: The Margaret.
1: Margaret. Yeah. And uh, what's the uh, fucking Harry? Because you don't you know, because you don't they don't have like the pressure of being like the number one. Yeah. It's a very it's a very uh, Kendall and Roman situation. Yeah, um, yeah. Do honest. you
0: you feel like you're connected with Anne and Harry and Margaret? As a of second? course,
1: baby. Yeah, Seconds, yeah. always very close Don't to the second. Me.
0: Don't call me baby. That's weird. <laughs> um, and you know what's weird? When you get to the third child, and you're like, mm, this could be either take great it or leave it. Yeah, take it or leave it. it. Could be uh-huh. Andrew, <laughs> who was there also. Uh, you know, famous. Oh, see. famous? Pe- uh yeah, not only was he there, dude. He was okay. So Harry came in a suit, and he just had like a like a couple of like I don't know trinkets on his uh, lapel of his suit, like his regular <laughs> suit. I think he like packed a suit from home. I think everybody said he was like just in a Tom Ford suit. Yeah. And then he had some like thingies on his like uh little little safety pins with like uh thingies on it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> on his like lapel, and then brooch, a formal yeah. uh, like a form former formal brooch, right? Mm-hmm. And then like everybody else that was actually part of the ceremony got to wear these like ridiculous cloaks. Like they <laughs> all wore these like like velvet cloaks. So like Anne wore one, Charles wore I'm sorry, um William wore one. Everybody was in like capes if you were like mm-hmm. part of it, and they didn't let Harry wear a cape because he's no longer part of the family. In yeah, that way. good for
1: Harry, by the way. But
0: Andrew, <laughs> Andrew the pedophile, they were like, yeah, yeah, give him a cape. <laughs> he can hide young girls under that.
1: Oh, that's not fun. It's that's terrible. sad. It's, it's terrible. terrible. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about capes? Is that something that we should bring back? I've never worn a cape. Have you ever worn a cape? Has that ever been part of your outfit?
0: Have I, I've worn out like a cape jacket, and I do feel okay. very cool when I wear do, one.
1: Do you feel regal?
0: I do. I once saw an Instagram because like, I was just like, it was like doom scrolling on Instagram between people's stories and like now on Instagram if you go through like people's stories like ads pop up in the middle and there's this ad and this woman was like I love wearing coats but I found sleeves so time consuming so I designed <laughs> a cape. I was like time-consuming? What time consuming? You have to put your cons- arms you- through it. You, you have to put your arms through a hole even with a cape.
1: Do you? So she, I thought the cape was, just goes around your neck.
0: No, so she wore she made cape jackets because it's like re, like a regular jacket, but instead of like a sleeve that constrains you, you put eh. your arms through a hole, and then it looks like you're a
1: bat. Isn't that a poncho? Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is. It's like a poncho, but it has a structure in your midsection, so it's like okay. tailored. Yeah, it's. I mean, <clears throat> hey, and isn't a poncho just a cape? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing here? Um, great day for side chicks everywhere.
1: I? Oh yeah, the yeah, queen. I mean,
0: queen of the long game is what they're calling her. <laughs> I know we hate her, but it really is. You know, she's probably racist. She's definitely a monster. Yeah. But she's, you know, what she she came out on top. They were. She, she was supposed to be the queen. Was it con concert? Do call it. Concord, Concord. Concubine. And <laughs> and they were like, nope, we're gonna call her the fucking queen. So she's really? going to be Queen Camilla. Yes. Like, what's his bun? Philip didn't even get to be King Philip. He was Prince Philip. Prince. Yeah. And Camilla well, because... is the queen.
1: I mean, I I uh I, I don't uh it gives me no pleasure pointing this out, but obviously being a king. Is uh, seen as it's a higher people position. People would
0: think it's a hierarchy. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. exactly. Ridiculous.
1: Ridiculous. Queen Queen Camilla, uh, like, automatically sounds like an evil stepmother from a fairy tale.
0: Yeah. Immediately, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's like the like the Q C sounds Queen Camilla. Yeah. It just doesn't sound like somebody who's warm. Uh, but I'll say this, man. Uh, I hate her. I hate. Uh, I hate her just because I hate old white broads that yeah. are in that have come up in that sort of environment um but one of the greatest uh love stories of our time you can't knock honestly, it
0: honestly you can't knock it truly it ha-
1: has um, to be love
0: it has to be look at them he said he wanted to be a tampon inside
1: of her did and you he see uh I made? yes i did
0: You look like a tampon. The purple. I was like, you know, you're talking about where have I seen that purple? It's Royal Crown Royal. I've seen it in tampons. I've seen it literally on the outside of like Kotex or Tampax boxes. I'm like, where? What? And especially like the ones they make for like teen girls. Yeah, It's purple for fun. And,
1: And that's the thing, right? That's the, that's the issue with that purple is it is only made to like draw your eyes to it. So like, uh, like a. Fifteen-year-old sees that on a on like a CVS shelf, and she's drawn to it, or they're drawn to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Reason why a seventy-five-year-old king should not be wearing those colors. You look ridiculous.
0: Um, do you think that? Like, how soon do you think before we get another coronation? How many years do you think he's going to be king for? He's seventy-five. Fifteen more years. Uh,
1: yeah, at least. I mean, it doesn't. I, I don't think that well if you go off of his mother um yeah. and his father they seem to last um it's not like uh he has to worry about um you know medical bills or anything like that um i'm pretty sure he's covered i'm sure he gets tested every day so and i don't it's not know like does he-,
0: he did you see his fingers
1: yeah but that is you know it's it's something that hereditary or something you can't do anything about that poor sausage
0: there was an article that said like some woman who's like a skin expert or something a doctor they asked like yeah. what could be the reason for his fingers and she was like it could be anything it could be high blood pressure it could be a large consumption consumption of salt but it could be something like a chronic disease like tuberculosis <laughs> 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 we can't yeah. on tv who knows okay who's to say so I feel like if I look at the, if we base his health based on the blood circulation, it's not yeah. circulating well.
1: Well, you can tell that in his face also, right? He has a very, yeah. like, reddish, like, he looks uncomfortable all the time.
0: Always, always. He looks like and he then can't
1: breathe. He can't breathe. His clothes don't really even fit properly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And now he's wearing this silly purple. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So silly, silly purple, purple with like puffy hats, and an orb, an orb for what? <laughs> what is the orb there for? Now that bitch, Camilla wore a gorgeous necklace that was stolen mm-hmm. from Lahore. Lahore- oh, one. yeah, no, so, no. yeah, fuck that. Um, what else about that? Uh, I think it's it. Yeah, Camilla, you know, honestly, another thing I have to respect about them is like. If you were to see them not in those clothes, they look exactly the same. And I guess you should respect that. There's no effort to glam. You know? <laughs> Camilla, same hair. She puts on whatever that wig is. She pops it on every day. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is my hair. She's like Lisa Renna, Same haircut for like 100 years. She's like, I um, had so,
1: this. Yeah. So now I'm thinking, let's say if you ran into that couple on the English countryside, uh-huh. Right. And they're not wearing their royal outfits. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're just they invite you for tea. Okay. Are you thinking are you thinking like, hey, this is a nice older couple. Like, it, let's say if we take all of like the royalness out of it. Right. And you just uh-huh. look at the two people. Right. Uh-huh. Are you warmed up inside by seeing like a. uh
0: I don't know if it's just, like, a generational trauma, um, like, reaction, but if two old white people in the countryside ask me for tea, I'd wonder if they want to colonize me or enslave like, me.
1: Like or a get out it, situation.
0: Are they asking me for, like, a threesome? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't want it. I want nothing. Like, yeah, it is a get out situation. Tea? Get out of yeah. here. No way. No way. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well. Uh, you had something you wanted to surprise me about, so go ahead, surprise me.
1: Oh, right, this is sports related.
0: <clears throat> okay, go ahead.
1: Do you know who Olivia uh, Dunn is? No. So we have talked in the past about like NILs, which is like name, image, likeness, which is uh, college kids getting paid. To be athletes essentially not by the school but they can now make money off of their image right olivia dunn is the highest ranking nil uh female uh athlete in the world number one is bronny james you know who bronny james is right
0: lebron's son
1: lebron's son yeah he's number one number three is this guy named caleb caleb williams who's like the best quarterback coming uh back this year. He's going to be the number 1 draft pick next year. Anyways, blah blah blah. Olivia Dunn, who by the way is from New Jersey, I just found that out recently, is a gymnast from LSU, right? Okay. And she looks exactly how you expect uh a like a social media influencer to look. Like that's okay. the reason why she's the number one why she's the number one uh, um NIL athlete, right?
0: Yeah, she could be on Laguna Beach
1: yes Mm -hmm. what she isn't is you know i'm sure she's an exceptional athlete like she's a college level athlete but Mm -hmm. she isn't like a champion she is like just a regular gymnast right Mm -hmm. um and something about that seems wrong to me because like the number one like the like the next highest gymnast is this uh is this uh lady named suni lee Mm -hmm. um who is like 11th on the list, right? Asuni Lee is also like an Olympic gold medalist, right? Yeah. But she's Asian. Um, and she finished runner up, I think, last year in the NCAA championships and like the individual mm-hmm. championships. And she doesn't get NIL deals that are worth that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's also not um, uh, uh, Trinity Thomas. Mm-hmm. Who is uh, who was the actual champion last year? Who is also like an Olympic level gymnast, and mm-hmm. she's African American, and she's not even on the list, right? Mm-hmm. So, at what point, like, at what point does it become a thing that people talk about? Because Olivia Dunn has been in the news this week because mm-hmm. she was in the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and she's okay. already famous or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Like, I know that there is. Uh, you know i think any sort of um spotlight that women's athletics get right now is good right Mm -hmm. but it's all this is also fucked up on some level and my question is why isn't it a bigger bigger deal how do you feel about it
0: well i'm just learning about it and immediately like when i looked her up and i'm like oh okay i know why this person is really popular and famous is because she is she fits the all-american western standard of beauty like when i said Mm -hmm. she could be on laguna beach we know why the entire cast of laguna beach got very very popular and very famous the people weren't necessarily so interesting it's just because Mm -hmm. they were young gorgeous white people and everybody was drawn to it. it was like wealthy beautiful white people right and the whole thing about social media influencers, right? Like I'm online a lot. I spend Mm -hmm. a majority of my time on Instagram, right? And there is, regardless of any community I've ever been a part of, whether it's podcasting, whether it's like when I was like part of like the keto Instagram world, if I look at mommy bloggers, even if I look at nowadays, there's a lot of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, like mid-size and plus-size influencers, right? Like fashion influencers. Mm-hmm. If I look at all of those, the people who make the most money are the white people who fit a certain aesthetic. It's, yeah. you know, it's interesting you're bringing this up because there's also a uh, recently Tarte Cosmetics. So it's a, a, um, a makeup company. They're a pretty big deal. They have a lot. They, a lot of makeup gets, a lot of influencers make a lot of money through makeup. And Advertising makeup and then you become makeup ambassadors and stuff like that. That's like a big part of the influencer world is makeup influencers. And so Tarte and a lot of these companies do these ambassador trips where essentially they fly people out who are their ambassadors or their influencers, they fly them out, they take them on trips, all this stuff. Tarte has done this in the past, and it just happened again, where either they will not invite black influencers or mm-hmm. Like, this time, the story was that they invited black influencers, black and brown influencers, but they had them stay in significantly, like, l- like lex- less luxurious accommodations compared to the other white influencers. There's a bunch of, like, uh, conferences that happen for mid-size and plus-size, um, like, fashion influencers. So there's a company mm-hmm. called Like to Know It, and it's one of those uh, – it's an affiliate program. So if you are somebody who – is you know posting a link for fashions, you put it on like to know it, and you get a, a you know um, what's it called a commission based off of how many people click on your link and buy something from your link, right? And I have friends who are part of this world. -hmm. And they have not been invited to the Like to Know It conferences. Like to Know It does not invite black people. It does not invite plus size people. It does not invite brown people. When you look at the pictures from these conferences, whether it's makeup trips, like makeup ambassador trips, fashion trips, all these things, it is people who look like Olivia Mm Don. It's just and I, I think like when you say like, why don't more people talk about it? Why don't people know about it? I think it's because this is like a I mean, it's a thing that I think like it's also a thing that is fairly like new to pay attention to because of how people make money now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's like another thing, another reason why it's not brought up. But I I'm sure when it's brought up, if you ask a brown person or black person, they're immediately going to say, yeah, of course, that person makes the most money in the place that they're in because of how they look, because women are just it's just hard. It's hard for black and brown women. It's just yeah. there. It, the people that we still live in a white supremacist yeah. society that values a certain level or a standard of beauty that black and brown people don't fit into.
1: Yeah, and, and like I think part of the reason is it's like you said, right? I think there's this is like pretty. I, I, I mean, I think it's important. I think it is. I think it is completely fucked up. Like, I, and you know, my entry into this was because I'd see Olivia Dunn kind of popping up. All the time when it came to like ESPN and stuff like this, right? Because she's like this number one athlete. Like people know her. She's known in the sports sphere. My, the reason why I love sports isn't that, right? Like obviously athletes are good looking. Like that's, that's a thing that happens, right? Yeah. But we also, like all athletes are kind of good looking. You, it's, and it's because like you have to be like symmetrical, which makes you more mm-hmm. athletic, right? So mm-hmm. you look more appealing. But at the same time, you do see like a certain type of person gets attention for being good looking more than anybody else right and i know that this is like pretty low on the totem pole in terms of you know gender issues when it comes to uh and like the patriarchy and all this other stuff you know and what tends to happen in these situations is like i feel like if you bring it up it can be looked at as anti-feminist and i hope that's not how it sounds you know what i mean because you're like oh A woman like I think Olivia Dunn, I say congratulations like make as much money as you possibly can you are a talented athlete you have all the right in the world I just don't as somebody that loves sports it should be merit based right yeah I feel like it should be more merit based and it's not I you know what is one thing that is interesting that I was just like looking up the list um, Angel Reese Mm -hmm. from uh, from LSU yeah, she she is now number 10 uh, on the NIL list. Right. And her stock, her stock, I hate to say stock, but that's like how they that's how they talk about it. Like her valuation jumped up like 300 percent after the quote unquote incident, like the after mm-hmm. the championship game. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it just goes to show you, man, like, you know, for all of those people. And I include myself in it because I was on this podcast talking about how, like, uncomfortable watching that made me uh-huh. feel, like, in the moment. Because I was like, oh, I don't like that for sportsmanship or whatever. Right? Like, It's like, no, you know, sometimes, uh, unfortunately, certain people, um, especially uh, African-American people, especially African-American women, kind of have to, like, they have to make you uncomfortable before they get recognized. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. The and, and, part. and
0: part of and part of the fact that people get uncomfortable when part of the part of the pe- people's uncomfortability includes the fact that they are not used to black people in a certain mm-hmm. way uh, yeah. is because they're they're not exposed to it because black people are often not recognized. So I think it's like all tied up together into one. I mean, I think it's interesting, like good for Olivia Dunn for making, like you said, making all the money. But I think that no people want to believe that in a perfect world sports is merit-based but Mm -hmm. even sports is not merit-based and i think that is what is a reality that people need to understand that like white supremacy the patriarchy all these things even bleed into places where you would believe that it is merit-based because that's just that's the society that we live in and it fucking sucks
1: I'll say this. I think sports is merit-based. I think sports recognition is merit-based, right? Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Like, certain people are more famous uh, than they really deserve to be based off of their profiles and, you know, based off of their record because they've been in – they've been either in a position for a long time or, like, if you think about it, like, right, Phil Mickelson is a golfer, right? And I think he's been, like, for the last 25 years, like, on like the top five uh, list of endorsements, right? Mm-hmm. He's a golfer. Like yeah. what he does for a living is not nearly as hard as like what a bench player in the NBA has to do for a living, right? But he mm-hmm. gets recognition mm-hmm. because golf is this established sport that's played by these very rich people. So now mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson gets to be a big person, right? So yeah. it's just all that stuff is kind of bleeding. Like I've been thinking more and more about that Recently, because you know, I've been watching a lot of sports documentaries and um, I watched this thing about Allen Iverson and it's that same thing, right? Like I was here when the Allen Iverson thing was happening. Um, and I remember the storylines about like how they would talk about him, how they would, they would talk about his background. And like nobody took the time to talk about, well, why is it that he is staying close to these people from his neighborhood? These people that are "quote unquote" dangerous that could be, uh, you know, that could harm his brand or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because, well, no, it like his those relationships are genuine. Like you have to give people a little bit of time. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. How rude! Um, you know, you just you you have to. You can't have a knee jerk reaction on some of this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So. Um, I didn't tell you one more thing about sports, but I lost my train of thought. Um. Anyway, you want to talk about Succession now? Sure. Okay. Um. This episode was called Tailgate Party. Um. I love this episode. You know why I love this episode? Because everybody that you care about was in one room at the same time, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love when it's you know the entire ensemble cast is in one room and everybody is like interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Um you did not think this was your favorite episode
1: it was not my favorite episode of the season uh i was very uncomfortable watching it maybe that's the reason why it was too Mm. tense it was too much going on um and then the one scene at the end between shiv and tom like destroyed me it was was too much
0: i just love that the episode (laughs) opened with tom being the best little boy husband (laughs) in the world to Shiv, he is making her breakfast. Well, he didn't make her breakfast. Somebody else makes her breakfast, and then he just carries it over. And they're going to host the election party, and they've been boning a lot. And he gives her a scorpion. Did you think it was a nice gesture?
1: Uh, I thought it was a mistake right off the bat, but I mm-hmm. also don't have a spouse. What would happen if your spouse gave you a scorpion? Um, what What was that? It was just a scorp like it was like it in was a like crystal- a scorpion
0: like in crystallized scorpion.
1: Yeah. Which how do you weird? feel well, if I if on Mother's considered. Day if on Mother's Day Fahad walks in with breakfast and a crystallized scorpion? How do you feel? It's and he like, says it's, it's a like, joke.
0: Yeah, like I don't know. It is. It's like not nice. Like because you know, like mm-hmm. my biggest insecurity. It's weird because my my greatest like uh. I feel like my greatest asset is that I am very, like, to the point. I'm direct. I'm organized. Like, I feel like I am, like, a, you know, a, 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 I, I can't, even, I don't have words, so I'm not that good at whatever it is. <laughs> But I feel like there's things, right, about me that, like, Mm I'm no nonsense and I don't bullshit with people and, like, all this stuff, right? I think those are all, like, some of my greatest assets, but they are also my greatest insecurities because I'm always worried that people hate me because of it. So Mm -hmm. if Fahad was to, like, be like, you're a bad bitch, I'd be like, (laughs) who are you to call me a bitch? (laughs) Because for my husband, right, my husband, I don't want my husband to think of me as, like, a a no-nonsense, like, bullshit, like, tough girl. Because my softest parts, my most vulnerable vulnerable parts, my most, like, insecure parts, I save for my husband. Like, I tell yeah. him, like, I'm sad and it makes me scared and I don't, like, I want to be well-liked. Like, he knows those things about me. So I feel like that's, like, really not nice of Tom. <laughs> but I think also Tom is responding to the fact that he is in a relationship with a person who does want to be the alpha, and so mm-hmm. he's like, you're the alpha. And she's like, it's almost like Shiv is like, I know I'm the alpha, but you're not supposed to think I'm the alpha. You're supposed to think that I'm like your soft little girl that like you need to take care of, you know?
1: I, that's the part where I don't like her hurting him mm-hmm. is a big part of the relationship. Like it, mm-hmm. her hurting him like and him being like willfully like going along with it. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the Apparently that's the only way that they can get turned on. Like she needs to be, so (laughs) I think scorpion. It feels a little bit too, I don't know, uh, toxic. I think Mm -hmm. that's the reason why. Because the scorpion, like no woman wants to be called a scorpion. Like if 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 he if instead of a crystallized scorpion, he gave her a T-shirt that said like I don't know like boss bitch or something like that. You think that she would be into that, or does she just not want anything?
0: Well, I think also the thing with the Scorpion is like, you know, he says, like, oh, because, you know, you're gonna kill me afterwards. Like, that's <laughs> not nice. No, Tom. Um, we go to another sort of couple. Uh Kendall meets with Rava. Uh I think this is the only Rava scene we're gonna get this season. I don't know. But yeah. there's some parenting drama. We're reminded that Kendall does have children. <laughs> um and Rava tells him that you know his daughter, their daughter Sophie, was maybe like attacked, rac- like racially. There was some sort of like insensitive racial stuff said to her, and then also mm-hmm. on top of that, it's complicated because you know people are very anti-ATN at her like likely liberal college, like liberal high school or whatever, probably mm-hmm. that she goes to, like a private school, and so she's very torn up about it. And all Rava's trying to do is be like, you should check in with your child. And Kendall is like, you should take care of this and not bother me. Like, why is this even coming up? Why am I having to deal with this? Do you know all the shit I have to do? Like, he does this <laughs> thing where he's like, you know, everything I'm doing for my kids, it's for the everything I'm doing. I- all the sacrifices I'm making, I'm I'm doing for my kids. I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you think Kendall's a good dad?
1: Well, so in that scene, right, I didn't think that he wanted to... I don't think that he wanted to like, um, not be responsible for being a parent. I think he just felt guilty about the fact that it is his family's legacy that is coming back and biting his kid. You know what I mean? Like it is hurting his children because of the shit that they do. Like it has real world consequences Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to be confronted by that. Um, is Kendall a good dad? I think he genuinely loves his children. Um, Mm -hmm. like I've seen a lot of Dad, like I've seen every dad that I that that I meet genuinely loves their children. It's how much time can they give to it, right? Um it's hard, I think, with Kendall. I mean, you take the company stuff out of it. I mean, even before that, he has you know addiction issues, which yeah. makes it harder, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Iverson. We forget that Kendall's son's name is Iverson. I love that. I love, I love that, that name. so much. Honestly, if I had told Fahad, like we should name our kid Iverson, he would have been like, "Yep."
1: He would. He'd be uh, for changing it right now. They're nine and six. Yeah. Change it. One of them right now. Yeah. Um,
0: change Aiden's middle name from Mahoma to Iverson. <laughs> Aiden Iverson's here. Come on.
1: That sounds kind of amazing. <laughs> and, see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see. Um, yeah I uh, I think you bring up a really good point about like his own him having to face his own like stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's also hard just as 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 parent, I can say this is that you think you're parenting your children based on what you thought you needed when you were a kid mm-hmm. and what parents often forget to do is ask their kids what they need and re- and give their kids like the kind of love they're looking for we mm-hmm. give our kids love that we think we needed when we were kids but our kids are not us. So, I think Kendall is also, you know, uh going down a slippery slope of like I'm kind of doing things differently than my dad, but you're still doing things very much like your dad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a different flavor.
0: Just a different flavor.
1: Is Rava? What is Because I remember seeing the daughter and well, I think well, she's Indian. Yeah, that's my question. Is she adopted? Is Rava Indian? I don't. I don't think Rava's Indian, right?
0: Rava's not Indian because I think Rava's is Israeli or like Jewish. Like she's yeah not, something like that. I don't. I mean, not that there aren't Jewish Indian people, but like it, it, it was very confusing. And then I'm like, is Sophie adopted?
1: Yeah. Is
0: Iverson adopted? I know Iverson is supposed to be on the spectrum, mm-hmm. and then Sophie is a brown person. So I I was like, are we just not going to dig into that? I guess not because this is the last season. So right? I think there's just yeah. some assumptions we make um roman is deep still spiraling but he's doing his roman thing he is digging for dirt on madsen and they are going the siblings are going to meet connor for breakfast um connor is the head of the funeral management committee (laughs) (laughs) who do you think should be giving the speech at dad's funeral
1: I think uh, the most heartfelt and like, well, not the most heartfelt. I think the most uh, like the like the standard eulogy would mm-hmm. probably be Connor. I think mm-hmm. Connor is somebody who's capable of uh, very easily overlooking all of somebody's faults and just mm-hmm. presenting just a standard eulogy. Um, I think Kendall probably feels, even though he doesn't express it, I think Kendall probably feels like it should be him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's now the Messiah and he should, <laughs> you know. I thought Roman was actually the worst choice. I don't the, know. Like, what's worst. he going to do up there?
0: I had to tuck his shirt in over and over again and put, put his. Hands <laughs> what on is his that, head? by the way? I love it. I love it. He rolls his sleeves up, and he always puts his hands. He does. He doesn't like. He doesn't make a fist and put his hands on his hip. He yeah. puts his like just his knuckles against his fist uh, against yeah. his back, and then his fingers are always splayed out. It cracks yeah. me up. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Roman. Um, the yeah, go ahead.
1: And then Shiv did a great job at that press conference um, after uh, he passed away. Right when they were at the airport. Yeah. So I thought, well, why not Shiv? She's already done this. She's obviously capable of being sensitive and, you know, having a giving a nice speech. But hey, Roman seems like the worst choice. I don't Terrible. know what the hell that's going to be. Yeah. Um,
0: the brothers ask Shiv to bring her sort of ex Nate Saffrelli to this in- election party. I thought the election party was like, oh, the elections happening that night. I didn't understand the like the purpose of this. So I guess what it is is that. It's the night before the election and they've Mm -hmm. got all these people in media, conservative and liberal that come and meet. And essentially what they're trying to do is like last minute narrative changes to see if one particular like what they can do, the deals they can make to push some particular agenda for their Mm -hmm. candidate. Right. I was like, is do you think this is real? Right. This is probably based off of real things that happen. 100%.
1: So, like, all these media people, right? Like, all these, like, the Sean Hannity's and the Tucker Carlson's, they know, like, well, I, you know, I don't know which um, progressives would be included in that because I think progressives are...
0: Would it be, like, Anderson Cooper?
1: It probably wouldn't be Anderson Cooper, but I think the old media progressives, for sure, I think they all had a relationship with each other, and they know the roles that they're playing, right? Like, Sean Hannity isn't as stupid as he portrays himself to be, neither is Tucker Mm -hmm. Carlson. They know that, okay, we need to fire up the base doing whatever, right? And it's so blatant and it's so obvious that's what makes it so infuriating when it happens. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure that there is, I'm sure that there's a progressive version of that also, right? And the progressive version of that is, oh, you know, let's point out racism. Like the morning
0: Um, Joe guy.
1: Yeah. Joe Scarborough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joe
0: Scarborough, and... That group, or like even um, what's fucking Bill Maher,
1: yeah, Bill Maher, one hundred percent is like that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, So they want Nate to to come. Nate is, I get uh, as a reminder to everybody is Shivs, the guy, the progressive that Shiv used to work for, which was like essentially Bernie Sanders on that campaign. Nate is Mm -hmm. probably what his chief of staff, like probably his right right hand or whatever. So they want Nate to come. And uh, that's that. Tom and Greg are firing people over Zoom. They're the worst. Are they not?
1: If I at uh, Tom on like off camera, and he's like pretending to cry. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so God. mean.
0: So mean. Mean. But like Greg is really using this like a uh, like a uh, you know he's he's like Harry. He's putting little brooches on his suit, like little lapel. You know, like little, little wins for him. Um, and then we go to the selection party, which looks lovely. I want to go to it.
1: Really, I would have hated to be like that. The is, little, that is
0: little hot dogs and the same and like the fries oh, no. and the burgers. No. Nobody's eating either, which makes me upset.
1: Ugh. I I th- like that is like my least favorite type of setting. Everybody wearing suits and pretending to be casual and pretending to <laughs> like they like they're all like everybody's cool, even though they're all fucking monsters. Oh God, I hate that. <laughs>
0: Um, Roman asked Connor to drop out of uh, the election to give his Republican nominee Menken a lead um and in exchange, he offers for Connor to be an ambassador to Oman. I <laughs> loved Connor this episode.
1: It was cute. It was great. I have to go check with my Woman
0: I have to check I have to ask my Woman how she feels about Oman. <laughs> Alan Ruck is so good as Connor. He's just so good. I love him. I love his delusion. I love his sort of like, like it's weird. It's like how, you know, for how like gloomy and like hopeless sometimes like Shiv or Roman or Kendall are like, it's lovely to see Connor on the other side of just like gleeful delusion.
1: Yeah. It It, it does. You know, Somebody like Connor, the faults or like the negatives about him are obvious, right? Like he's never worked a day in his life. He's got dad's Mm -hmm. money. He's a maniac or whatever. But he also escaped that toxic environment. He was probably pushed out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, his relationship or his marriage is based in like a financial transaction at the core of it but that scene when he's like you know there's only there's one person in this conversation that believes in me yeah i'm like fuck this is so sweet like yeah. willa is sweet she loves him uh, yeah. you know however you want to define it but she actually does she cares about him
0: yeah i love <laughs> really that nice. she's i love yeah he says there's a, I know you think i'm a joke but there's one person in this room who doesn't think i'm a joke and i'm gonna listen to her I loved it. I love Willa. I love Connor. I'm so glad he didn't take Roman's stupid little deal. Did you see the guy? I forgot that he's on this show. What's his name from uh, Perfect Strangers? Is like Connor's um, Right-hand man? Right-hand man?
1: Cousin Balky? No, is that Cousin Balky? It's the other one.
0: The other guy. Cousin Balky's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mattson. Kendall's doing a toast for his dad and then Mattson shows up in like a gaudy gold tracksuit. He's just so weird. Um and Shiv is just trying to help Matson schmooze with these people and pass a deal. Cause I guess there's regulatory people there that would try to stop this deal if there were problems with it. And she's trying to make sure to like smooth that out. And mm-hmm. then at the same time Kendall is going around trying to tell people that Matson is a Looney Tune. And he's trying to schmooze with Nate. Um, Nate does says this one line, which I really liked, which is I'm not Gil and you're not Logan. And that's a good thing. And I like really liked it. But I was like, but yeah. you're telling the wrong guy like Kendall wants to be his dad. Kendall yeah. wants to be Logan. He thinks he's not, <laughs> but he's becoming Logan, you know, by yeah. doing all this stuff. Um, But then we find out that there are some screwy numbers in India uh, because Madsen is at the end of the day like a sloppy looney tune we forgot about well, i didn't forget about the fact that he sends you know bricks of his blood to his uh communications director ebba or his like pr person and ebba hates him and then ebba the the brothers the ce bros uh get with uh, they get some information out of ebba and ebba says that by the way uh matson's numbers are a little screwy and he doesn't have as many subscribers as you guys think. They may have inflated like a billion number. <laughs> a billion.
1: <sighs> so yeah. this is the part where I'm having trouble. Is Matson is too volatile. Like yeah. he, I thought he was some, I thought he was just like, like when he first told that Ebba story to mm-hmm. Shiv, I thought I was like, well, is this like just a story that he's telling to like, you know, it's it's like a move. Yeah. Free people out and not be. But like in this one, he's obviously somebody that is kind of uh, off his rocker. Um, Yes. So now now I don't know how to feel about him. Like now I don't think that he's this great like mind or whatever. Because I yeah. thought he was just a genius. But Ebba says, No, we just packaged like we made up that story for him. He basically bought a box of technology and now, you know, we made him out to be like this great coder and he doesn't even, even really know how to code. So yeah. I don't I don't know who he is anymore.
0: Well, that's what I love. I love that they essentially Kendall and Matson have this like, your numbers are fake, no, your numbers are fake off. Which I really liked. Because I because I think what it also is a reminder is like All these people who have billions of dollars don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, they don't actually do any of it. Like, you know, if Ebba and uh, that other dude, Oscar, are like his people that actually do the work, then, you know, Jerry and Frank are the people that were actually doing Logan's work. Like, these are not people who actually know anything about what their business actually does. They just are schmoozers who just... You know, say the right things to get by, and um, I like the fact that we now Matson is just like because I I thought the direction this was going in was like obviously, you know, uh, Shiv is gonna fuck over her brothers, Matson yeah. is gonna buy the company, and then Shiv is gonna be like in charge because he trust Shiv and so Shiv gets mm-hmm. all the control over the company or whatever and she gets to make the company whatever she wants that's where I thought it was heading in but now to throw this like curveball in where now Shiv is like I've been fucking my brothers over and I don't even know what this means for me anymore like yeah. I may have screwed myself over I like it because it throws a new like it throws confusion into it it doesn't make it such like a clean slate one yeah. one team or the other which I really enjoy because neither team is a good team. It's all very bad.
1: So like after last week, I was like, "Oh, I'm team Shiv all the way." You know mm. what I mean? I'm now still technically I'm
0: like, team Shiv, by the way.
1: And now I'm like, am I team Kendall? Like, am I? I'm not team Roman. I don't think. Um, but Kendall at least is like taking charge of something. Um, and Shiv, now I don't like. So that's the reason why I didn't like this episode. Is I, I think it's. It's making me a little bit unstable in how I'm watching it. And maybe that's the intention of it. But Yeah,
0: I think that's the yeah. intention. I think you're just supposed to feel that. You're supposed to feel how uncomfortable it is between Tom and Shiv. You're supposed to feel how uncomfortable uncom- it is for Shiv. Or even Roman, who tries to, like, patch things up with Jerry and it doesn't go well. And I like when Jerry's like, I, c- I could have made you. Like, if you had just stuck around with me, I could have basically made sure that, like, this company went to you. But, nope. like, you're a fucking asshole so fuck off um jerry's great. jerry's great um but okay let's get to this tom meltdown tom has a meltdown because he's cranky <laughs> and on top of being cranky he has been walking around the room essentially whether it's kendall or whether it's uh, madsen they're all basically saying we're getting rid of atn because it's a bad bad thing like atn is not good we're gonna do you know across the board like cultural changes mattson wants to get rid of atn completely kendall's trying to like change atn because he thinks it's like too conservative and psychotic and that makes tom very uncomfortable because he feels like his entire career is on the line and he's watching people talk about how he's he's watching people berate him in his own home and mm-hmm. then he and Shiv have words. And Tom says just about the meanest fucking thing he could ever say to Shiv. He is so mean to Shiv. When he says a thing about, and I don't think that you should be a mother. Oh.
1: Now, obviously, it seems like he doesn't know that she's pregnant, right? Is she no, still pregnant? No, obviously he
0: does Yeah, yeah, she's
1: still pregnant. That see. Like that's obviously a terrible thing to say I think to any woman, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um especially to a spouse. Yes. But that ah. is he, I'm I'm asking like he's he's basing it off of his experience of being in a relationship with her, right? Sure. What do you see why he would say that?
0: No. Like, do you see the
1: reasoning? Like, you I don't
0: mean, think- she she's told him, point blank, that she does not want to have kids, right? Mm-hmm. She told him, like, I don't really even want to have your children, right? Like, she's... Yeah. Because... because But he is, you know, sort of how, how you said to, like, Kendall's in the beginning, like, he's having to deal with those his own insecurity, and so he's throwing it back at Rava's face. I think Tom is doing a similar thing, because... She's absolutely right to say, you're with me for my DNA. You're with me because you're a social climber. You're with me for those reasons. And when he says, no, I'm with you because I love you. She's like, no, you don't love me. You love my DNA. You love my name. You love the things that come with being with Shiv right? And so when he says, oh, like you're not fit to be a mother. I think it's because it's his own insecurity of like, she wouldn't have my kid anyway because she knows that I would like, she already thinks that I'm with her for her DNA. So she's not going to have a baby for me. So rather than saying you're not going to have my baby or you don't want to have my baby, he's saying you're not even good enough to be a mother. It's fucked up. It's so not if, okay. There's just no one, reason why he says that. Like 100% say, out of spite. I think it's, I think it's 100% out of spite. The things he says that are true are true. You're a broken person. I can't validate you. I can't love you the way like you're, you didn't get love from your dad. That's not for me to fix. Those things are all true. But everything she says about Tom is also true. She's like, what if I got you a necktie that was a snake? Like, would you laugh about that? Like, that's not okay, right? It's like, you're making fun of your partner's insecurities and you're making a joke out of your own partner's insecurities. And like what did you want shiv to do out in the party like did you want them to be like want her to be like no 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 no, we everybody is gonna get fired except for my husband tom that doesn't make her look like a good like business person so she's in this like really tough space i mean she wants him she he wants her to defend him while even though he betrayed her and then he's like well you wanted me to go to jail And she was like, well, you volunteered to go to jail. He did. He volunteered to go to jail. Oh, God. Those two.
1: I have have empathy for Tom because I feel like I can relate to him more. um, Only in the sense that he, like, there has been a progression for him, right? Like, he had to climb a ladder.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Shiv's uh, situation was different. It's always been different, right? So I think... I think she doesn't maybe understand the anxiety of somebody who's had to climb a ladder being told that they're being fired, right? That is a very, even though he's a multimillionaire, he's never going to have to worry about really surviving. He'll be okay. But that anxiety that comes with having to be a working professional what did she say it was like uh it was like a, a part of a joke like construct that I was making and he's like what's the joke I don't get the word, what the joke is and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah what is the joke like me getting fired is not a joke
0: yeah, right. sure. But also, I, you're a scorpion is not a joke. Like, I don't think that <laughs> I understand what you're saying. And I also understand why he was like, you're going to be fine. Like, no matter what, you're going to be fine. And I understand that. But I think what people don't realize about Shiv, and we saw it a little bit last episode when like, you know, Kendall walks in and like takes Shiv's seat, like they don't really loop her into things she's still, like, yes, there is a hierarchy of things, right, in the world. there, But, like, the thing that takes precedence over everything is patriarchy. So, like, even Shiv being a Roy is always going to be considered under her brothers because of the sheer fact that she is a woman. So, like, she has her own anxieties of what it is to be, like, a woman in this world. A woman who has very different views about what the future of like her parents' company should be or whatever, right? So I think yeah. like, I'm not saying like one person's insecurity is more than another person's, but I think to say that Shiv has Shiv has no reason to be worried is not fair because she has reason to be worried. It's just things that I think they both don't understand. He He doesn't know what it's like to be in her shoes and she has no idea what it's like to be in his shoes. Yeah. <sighs> I felt sad for them. They slept just- in different rooms.
1: <laughs> and she slept um, awkwardly
0: Very well she passed out it seemed like
1: yeah
0: uh, being sad um uh and, and then he didn't sleep he was exhausted and he's just laying there wide awake because he can't sleep um next week apparently they said is the creator said the showrunner said that it's the most shocking episode of all i know
1: more shocking than episode three
0: I don't know. I know. Well I don't know what Roman's gonna say at the funeral.
1: <laughs> that's true too. All right.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. I will be back later to talk about Atlanta, Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard, regular summer house, banner pump rolls.